is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, London News Blue, Blue Podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London News Blue Podcast. As always, your host Brandon, joined by my host Nick and Dan, and gentlemen. We've got a Wolves match review, although, Nick, I don't think it'll revolve much about on-the-pitch display. I think a lot of it is going to be discussing the -the off-the-pitch influences uh, that led to quite a uh, dreary, foggy day at the Molyneux. Yeah, I joked on Twitter that uh, as soon as I saw the players step out on the pitch that uh, the, the gods of weather cursed this game so that you couldn't see it, even though it was being played. Uh, and I think that is uh, pretty much how that went down because I don't think there's anyone, any team that should have played this weekend, and we will we'll get to why. I mean, that almost came true because only, what, four matches were played four, in total yeah. this weekend? Yeah, eight so, of 20 teams played. Yeah, uh, plenty, plenty to get into that. Uh, but specifically, yeah, we'll talk about why, why, why did Chelsea play even play this match? We'll talk about player fitness, and then obviously try to speculate at what comes next because – there's a lot still out there. So, Dan, let's get the temp check from everybody with the uh, three-word match review. Look, the action on the pitch, yeah, not solid. Through match reviews, amazing that people brought it. McGleezy coming in with the FAP, the foggy-ass performance. <laughs> Luke G with the for fog's sake. Big Nash with the misty in the in Molyneux. Drinker with the can't see shit. Mr. Thurman with the sim to 2022. Defter Zaddy looking for the positive, saying, kept the clean sheet, which is good. Return to form there. Andrew with the pandemic? What pandemic? Prashant with the why only us, question mark. Uh, I mean, we were one of eight teams, but I get the point. Mango uh, Gambino with the drawing with wolves. And then Jay Broberick with the winter of discontent. Mm. Plenty, Plenty out there. Nick, what about you? I went with thrown to wolves. Uh, oh, I like that. Because I think that's basically what the Premier League did to us, uh, in effect. So, yes, thrown to wolves. Nice, Dan. Uh, in, in honor of the new Spider Man movie, I went with No Way Moan. Because, uh, why? Oh, my God. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Dan. Just gonna... It also just gives me another pop culture reference that I can bring in that Brandon won't understand. I have no idea. You've heard of, uh... Sp- of Spider Man, surely, Brandon. <laughs> Surely have. Surely. Let me tell have. you about the parable of a young Peter Parker. Yes, uh, there's been about 15 parables of a young Peter Parker, actually. So it's it's uh, hard to keep up. Hey, I Brandon, just put. Yeah did, yeah. did you know that with great power comes great responsibility? Never don't heard of that either. So it hasn't really been my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't have the responsibility part. <laughs> um. Uh, uh, let's see. And then I've got, fo- I put foggy all around uh, because you're kind of wherever you shown a light uh, on or off the pitch for this match, it was just fog everywhere. Actually, literally was, was confused that the match is being played, but I'm like, well, we might as well just get this over with because I'd hate to add a fixture later in the season. So might, might as well just take the, the fog delay. So uh, Dan, some shout outs to the Apple podcast crew and the Spotify rap crew. Well, yeah, uh, our guy 12 leaving a wonderful five-star review saying that we do a billion podcasts a week, and he's probably not that far off of the actual numerical count there, so we appreciate that. And then with Spotify Wrapped, uh, continue to share if we've made it into your top list of the year. It's been 
very humbling and rewarding and thankfully a, a light in our world when we've gotten a chance to see the thousands mm-hmm. of minutes people have brought us along for in their lives, whether that's dishwashing or walking the dog or commutes to work. We appreciate you finding spots in your life to, to bring us on, on for your journey. And hey, you can leave potentially uh, reviews on Spotify now. Not like word reviews, but you can leave five stars. So you should go do that so that we can dominate both Apple and Android-based Spotify existences. We want to own the multiverse of podcast reviews. That is right. Yeah, I think I was just looking. We have, we already have Jeanette sixty-two. We have sixty-two five-star oh, nice. reviews already, which is which is great. So keep keep doing that too, especially if you're already an an Apple five-star review person. Yeah, finally another way we, to get we, a second shout out. Bridge from Spotify to leave yeah. an Apple review. Yeah, the Apple folk now. This is your moment to go yeah. back. And leave the five star on the Spotify. Get a second shout out. Double it up. I like With it. With great power comes great responsibility, people. Come on. Let's go. All right. Well, let's jump into it. It was uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Isn't it Wanderers? Technically yeah. their full name. Mm-hmm. What yeah. a crazy long name. Uh, anyways, this played the 19th of December this past Sunday in the Premier League. It was at Silent Hill, a.k.a. Molyneux <laughs> Stadium. That's uh, it. It's a good reference. Scoreline score Wolves nil, Chelsea nil. Uh, and the goals were aplenty. Uh, not in our match, but in other matches. So yeah. anyways, uh, apparently, according to Dan, both teams are on Santa's naughty list and got jack shit on the day. So let's go <laughs> well, ahead and I turn said, it over I to I said the... got nothing. I don't think Santa has escalated to. <laughs> I have creative freedoms, okay, with the script. And that's how it works, Dan. You're, you're Okay, you're clearly a Billy Bob Thornton, Babs, bad Santa kind of vibes right there. Look, can I just say, due to global warming, uh, Jack Frost is now jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, let's go ahead and flip it over to the, the fifth stand high. It's the official Chelsea FC app. Uh, shout out to them for letting us use these. Probably going to be short and sweet. And you know what? I could even see a Jake intervention coming, but who knows? So here we go. <laughs> intervention indeed. Uh, I don't think a no-no draw is very fun to listen to. So I'm going to throw it to Jose Mourinho for my thoughts on the game. After that, I prefer not to comment because I don't want to bring the game into disrepute. I don't want to be accused. I prefer um, to do what we have to do in football. In football, we have just to um, let it go. All right. No idea we're coming out of the break from, but Dan, lineup time. It was Edouard Mendy between the sticks, Antonio Rudiger, Thiago Silva, and Cesar Espliqueta as a back three. It was Marcus Alonso and Reese James as your wingback pairing with N'Golo Kante and Trev Chalaba as a midfield duo that we have not seen before. And uh, welcome back, both of them, from injury. And then Christian Pulisic, Mason Mount, and Hakim Ziyech as your attacking trio. And guess what? Two, that's right, Two keepers on the bench. This is a Brandon Busby dream, dream lineup here with Keppa and Bettinelli both making the bench. Goalkeepers union strong. Sar, Kovacic, Barkley, and Saul were the remainder of the players left fit to field the line. Yeah, shout out to anyone who knows the name John Ruddy, who's a goalkeeper on uh, the Wolves bench. Uh, oh, nice. They, he, where was bit he of a throwback. From? Uh, I believe he was at Norwich. Norwich, um, He was yeah. definitely at a green team. Anyways, he's been around a long, long time. Uh, Begovic, by the way, still Everton, in case anyone's keeping tabs on uh, long-lost goalkeepers. So, uh, anyway, some of the top-line stats. We know you one. are. Chelsea was 63% possession. Uh, we had eight shots, but only the one on target. Uh, we had, And then Wolves had four with one on target. Uh, touches, we had about 33% more. 
just under doubling their passes. Uh, they had 17 tackles, our 16. They had 26 clearances to our 18. We had nine corners dominating that side of it. We also had four offsides there, too. We had two cautions, none for the Wolves. Uh, we conceded seven fouls there, nine. And lastly, at Kaylee underscore graphics with the XG says, uh, uh, somewhat diminished Chelsea never really got going. It was a 0.4 to a 0.7 XG. 0.4 Wolves, 0.7 Chelsea. Not a lot in that, Nick, between either of those. Two shots on target total the entire match. No, not really. I, I guess I was looking for uh, the late penalty award that we got. Uh, did you guys see that? Um Oh, oh, and Golo Conte got stamped, and yeah. see, you. The, the reality is, Doctor Strange fixed the uh, the multiverse, and uh, we yeah. ended up in the one where uh, we did not get correctly awarded a penalty okay. for Golo Conte getting stamped on. I'm sorry. You know, look, I, as you guys know, I'm a big stats guy, and that just didn't show up on the stats here. Uh, so I thought that was a little odd. No, we got nothing. There's no one random stat. There's no MPET shit house. There's no Joe T's expected bodies. These last couple matches, we've just kind of like flown through the yeah. intro section of this yeah there's not a lot of context to be brought into this i mean you know wolves arguing kind of hilariously that you know why didn't their their offsides goal go in um and that was about as exciting as this match got so i guess we'll just flip it to the ad break um and we're back you know we're gonna be just right in on the why 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 was this match even played so thank you to the sponsors for financially supporting the show uh, we'll be right back all right, before we jump into it, huge shout out to Andrew for joining us on Patreon. And uh, apparently Dan said we have something called a five-pod week coming up. Is it not the week leading up to Christmas, Dan? What in the world? Five more pods for you to listen to three times a week to keep you happy on the one time a year when we won't play football. Um, yeah, nice. we have a yeah, <laughs> uh, we have a Chelsea women's U, uh, UWCL crash out episode, a Tinkerman two hour special, a Matt Law special, and our patented yearly uh, Verlaney's Verbaley's uh, Xmas special that we'll yeah. be dropping as well uh, to keep you warm and toasty in your ear holes for this holiday season. I promise I will be very drunk. That's That's deal. I mean, it's a Christmas special. It, yeah. it is like it is underwritten in the contract that that is a part of it. It's called holiday cheer, folks. Don't know if you've ever heard of it, but I'm going to do that. All right. Well, again, first one we want to dive into is why, why, why the match went ahead. We had a bunch of tweets from Naz here. So kicking it off, uh, he uh, tweeted he that he now understands the Premier League have rejected Chelsea's request to postpone the match per at Ben underscore Rumsby. He said, there's anger. This is going ahead, but Chelsea still have 19 players available, which might be the Premier League's reasoning. Unfortunately, there's also been an injury in training. Also, the Blues don't use Lewis Baker, despite him being on their squad list. So 19 is really 18. Uh, we could not fill an entire bench at all today. And the last tweet from Nas saying, in Chelsea's defense, a reason the request was likely denied, because again, no one knows, uh, was the training ground stayed open and they did fully prepare for the match. Unfortunate that their ability to continue longer than others has resulted in negative circumstances today. So damned if you do, Nick, damned if you don't, if you if you kind of want to play the game, you close the training ground, you take a few days off, the Premier League might still make you play, or you stay open, you try to prepare as best you can, and they make you play because they said, well, clearly you weren't that affected. I mean... What is Tuchel and Chelsea's administrators supposed to do in these situations? What are we up to? Seven confirmed cases of COVID? Yeah, well, and again, just 
for everyone who has spent the last two years in hell like we all have, it's not just going to be seven. It's going to be more because they've all been in close contact with each other. And it again, it won't be a surprise if tomorrow you see more Chelsea players on the COVID list. I mean, so, yeah, like for the exact moment, I guess we fielded a squad that included two goalkeepers on the bench for reasons. But, I, I mean, this is this is really, you know, it kind of goes down to two goals quotes later on. But I'll, I'll start with the Premier League and then we can get into player safety because I think Tuchel really <laughs> addressed that uh, quite well later on. Uh, but the Premier League has a serious competition integrity problem now. Uh, there are teams that have played three games less than Chelsea at this point of the year. And uh, there are teams that have gone through similar COVID crises that, as Chelsea uh, that were not able to keep their grounds open, apparently, and thus didn't play. And it is a huge, huge problem that you have teams at different statuses, I guess, Dan, of of effectiveness, right? Like, I, I saw that Jurgen Klopp said that we had our first choice 11 out there, which was fucking hilarious, uh, because, of course, that is not accurate. He's trying to make his own team seem Love like Pulisic a, as a striker. Yeah, he, like, the, like they're in a better That's situation. That's ideal. Lukaku, yeah. not even yeah. on the bench, don't need him. Don't need him. Never have needed him. Yeah. No, it's... Kai, but it, it's it's a big I, Dan. I think this is a big problem. Like I, I think the Premier League is likely going to put you know some sort of like ban in place on Monday. But it, it is shameful that these matches went on this weekend. Like when you canceled last Friday four matches on the Saturday, that should have been the warning sign for fucking everybody to go. How about we take this weekend off and reassess? It feels very we've been in this long enough now for there to be appropriate plans and measures in place to know what the operating plan is, right? Like in the early days of the pandemic, you could make an argument that the organizations were still reacting. They were trying to figure out best protocols. They were trying to figure out ways to respond. Well, think about all the people who made the trip from London or other places in the UK to go to this match and got aboard a coach or a train with no understanding, even two hours beforehand, if this match was even going to really get off the ground. Like, credit to, uh, you know, again, the, the match shouldn't have been played, so that's like a, another argument uh, against it, but like credit to the way supporters who were there who will, were full-voiced, uh, you, you were definitely heard, in the telecast uh, we couldn't see you but we could absolutely hear you during the uh, the broadcast which was quite wonderful but just in general i mean the, ben rumsby from the telegraph uh, had the the chelsea spokesperson statement but we were deeply disappointed that our application was rejected as we felt we had a strong case for the postponement of today's match on the grounds of players health and safety and i think the club from from tuchel the players the spokesperson have every right to be frustrated with the fact that it's a difference between one player testing positive and not and now having to feel players who are just coming back from a break you really can't mix academy players in like i mean there was this whole like why isn't harvey vale playing like oh my gosh like well there's also bubbles that exist in these training grounds and so you can't just 
unlike in previous eras where you could just like pluck someone off the training ground and like drop them in like a crane game and just like okay which one we're going to select cool we got it cool drop it in the first team done it doesn't it doesn't work like that right now and so you know, i think in that regard brandon like as much as we want to point the fingers at like oh you know i mean we, we've got our own injury crises at the moment with with, with chillwell and christians getting injured in training like the the fact that we had so many players out either in testing inconclusive or tested positive like what's going to happen to all the wolves players who came into contact with potentially players from chelsea today because they were on a pitch together for periods of time like it just doesn't like stop because you go play football for 90 minutes like it doesn't take a time out where it's like okay well we're gonna go take our lunch break now and and additionally to that brandon i think it's like it's just nonsense that you look at the schedule you look at the amount of teams that ended up playing this weekend you have eight of 20 teams so under 50 percent play and the league i think kept those matches going for money and that is like it seems like it's directly at odds with player fan and organizational safety which is what i think tuchel <laughs> not so uh subtly hinted at today yeah it, it, well exactly so Let's go ahead and bring in Tuchel's quotes as well. It says, quote, it will not stop. It's my opinion. It's the medical opinion, but it's not the opinion of the Premier League. Uh, I said Thomas Tuchel's not happy during his pre-match interview as Chelsea requested the postpone the game is rejected. Um, then it says, after the match, quote, I don't care about the point, end quote. <laughs> said Thomas Tuchel's happy with the way Chelsea played and felt they did enough in the second half to win the game. And the final quote, we talk a lot about safety and protecting the players, not so sure if we did this today and quote Thomas Tuchel says he wants to speak to the people from the Premier League after Chelsea had the request to postpone the game decline. I think to your point, Nick, that's where we're coming at it from is saying, oh, we talked about health and player safety. You know, I even think last year or like the big COVID year, there's a lot more transparency about numbers and testing and things like that. It's gone away. Um, you know, uh, we're getting some generalized numbers that are kind of coming out about uh, the number of vaccinated players in a league. We were talking with Naz and stuff, and the Premier League is by far and away like the lowest, uh, you know, rated va- or with the, the lowest numbers of vaccinated, fully vaccinated players. Um, even though you get teams like Wolves who are getting boosters on Monday, and they will be 100% fully vaccinated. So it's clearly possible to do, and I was just kind of wondering You know, Man City seem to be doing really well right now. Liverpool seem to be doing really well right now. Uh, Chelsea, not so much. And obviously, COVID is messing with us. It's not just a Chelsea thing. But it's kind of like Simon Johnson tweeted, is this season's Premier League not going to be about merit, but about who gets impacted the most by COVID? Because that's what it feels like. So then is it the club's responsibility to minimize that? Is it the player's responsibility? Like this is where we get into that discussion, the debate of of what is happening in the world is very much affecting on the pitch. There's things that we can do to minimize that. It sounds like a lot of people aren't doing that by getting vaccinated. So we're in this really shitty situation where the Premier League, to your point, is being greedy, compounding on the fact that Omicron is unbelievably contagious and people are unvaccinated in this sport and profession. Well, shit. This is 
not going away anytime soon. I mean, what's the best case? It burns through the Premier League and then everyone just kind of has natural antibodies. And even then, that's like a pretty shit plan to to like keep the Premier League season moving along. Yeah, I mean, all of what you said is is accurate. I mean, it's just don't tell me that you care about player safety and do what you did this weekend. Because you fucking don't. Like, I mean, like at the end of the day, your actions speak louder than any words that come out in a press, you know, a, a press clipping or a press conference or any of that stuff. Like, you know, if there are seven cases at Chelsea, which is not even the most in in a team in the Premier League, that the likelihood is, and it's not a certainty, but it's a likelihood because what we know about this virus after two years, that. <laughs> there are going to be more players, right? And so not only are you endangering, like you're, you're making Chelsea play a football match, but again, like you said earlier, what about the players for Wolves that came in contact with Chelsea players who haven't yet tested positive but could be shedding virus? Like it is, it's just really stupid. And and then again, on, on the other side of it, the fans who are traveling because they love football and they want to go to football, like, you're just spur of the moment uh, saying whether this match will happen or not, essentially. Like, that's the protocol these days. So all those fans that, that did a really long, arduous journey up to up to Wolves today, like, like Dan said earlier, no one, no one cares about them. No one cares about, you know, whether or not they're going to, uh, you know, see a match or get a train home or any of that stuff. Like, it... It is just absolutely ludicrous, and I, I think that it was probably the angriest I've seen Tuchel, Dan, uh, in this press yeah. conference. He he did not make any bones about how he felt. Which is interesting, as I think he's been very political on the topic of vaccinations and <clears throat> his approach to that, but this was very much a... I want to talk to the people in charge. Like that is a very direct statement of intent of what he would like to do after being asked to play this match. And I think it is a credit to the players who were able to get in the squad today, many of whom are coming off of quick turns, many who are just playing again for the first time in forever. Like, Kovacic did you even remember he was a player at Chelsea you may not have because he was off for so long like this thing Brandon too with the player fitness is just I yeah oh it is just I don't know I I I don't get brought down from my optimistic and happy place very often but uh this game tested me this this match weekend really tested me (laughs) yeah well so to that point right because player fitness is now also um you know putting player health and safety in danger as well because very clearly if you're asking players to go out there with little rest and um you know not proper recovery times because the squad is is very thin uh again compounding our problems uh so it looks like chelsea without romelu lukaku Jorginho, kai timo ruben and calm hudson adoy uh because they either tested positive or were showing symptoms well, obviously, Christensen picked up the knock in training, and Chili B is still out injured. Uh, that is a long list of very important players, uh, although, um, you know, someone named Jurgen Klopp 
doesn't think we need those players to field our starting 11. Dude, uh, how could he get the vaccination and vaccine elements so right and then continue to do like i i want to like clap him up for one thing and then be like what the hell man like you just you're uh yeah dumb that was stupid yes look it's a convenient talking point for him um and so anyways um it, it just this is now a problem where you know we saw chalba go off injured um you know uh, Angola Conte had to play 90 minutes. He hasn't had a lot of minutes. Kovacic came on, played, uh, I mean, probably more than they were ready to play him. Uh, you know, you got an Aspie, um, you know, playing a lot of minutes. Just in general, Silva continues to play. Rudy continues to play. There's really no rotation that was of choice today. You literally threw out, again, this 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 uh, very small uh attacking front three with no focal point is not ideal that's not what we ideally wanted to do today but that's what uh, Tuchel had to do to field as competitive of a squad as he could and I guarantee you he took risks today that he did not want to yeah well I mean the the risk is in goal contact <laughs> I mean th- there are there are a couple of tweets here Dan some concern at Chelsea that Conte forced into playing because of COVID positives might have done himself some harm today. Unfair situation. Boy, does that remind you of any game in recent memory? Uh, and then also uh, Thomas Tuchel on N'Golo Conte on the fifth stand up. We had strong recommendation for him to only play 45 minutes today, which we simply ignored. We have seven players out with COVID, injured players out. It was not the moment to take one of the world's best midfielders out of the game. And and the the problem with all of this is that uh, this is our first clean sheet in however many games. And uh, to me, if if you're being asked to play, like if you have to play, then you want to go out and win and keep the gap at the top as close as possible. So yeah. you're incentivized, like Tugel's incentivized to play him, even though he now might have done himself long-term harm. You just don't know. Well, it's not a enviable situation for the players for the manager for the club for any of us watching the football because we will talk about it but the football was actually the second half was better than the first the first was scary and ropey but also a lot of people coming back from injury a lot of just not finding the right rhythm uh Chalwa playing in midfield for us for the first time was uh you know kind of a first experience there I mean, I think there's the other part, too, where... Well, he's done, like, sub-appearances, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, for starting as. Yeah. Um, but uh, Adam Newsom also had a tweet saying, enjoyed Tuchel's sarcastic response when asked if Trev Chalabar, Hakim Ziyech, might not be fit to face Brentford. And he said, yeah, this would be funny. Like, just, of course, like, the shrug hands emoji. Like, what... What am I supposed to do? Like, what it, What are you telling me that I need to continue putting these players in harm's way? Like, it almost feels like a admission of, like, his, his part in having to select players who may not be fit. And the burden, like, what's, what's the emotional and mental burden on Tuchel and all these managers for saying, like, yeah, I know it sucks, but we have to go do this still when there are reasonable ideas and suggestions for trying to reset at this moment uh what potentially could be 
just a very bad run of results, reschedules, and all these things, not just for Chelsea, but for all of these teams across the Premier League. So I don't know how the bubbles are working. I know at Chelsea Youth has gotten a lot of these questions. So maybe I'll ask Phil, but it might be one of those things where they're the Academy are essentially on break right now already. But like that Brentford game, you might be calling the boys back in and just say, Hey, I need you to train for a few days. So you didn't get hurt. Uh, you're all going in. Cause then there's no cross contamination. You literally just bring in the whole group, right? Let Tuchel have oh, the day you're, off. You're, say, you're saying bring the entire feel- dev squad, the entire dev squad to Brentford and be like, what do you want? This is what we have to offer so that we do not jeopardize the health and safety of these yeah. first team players. That is not the most wild thing ever. Um, it's from like a, from like a reasoning standpoint, who gives a shit about the Carabao cup right now, today, knowing the situation that we're in. Can't, like if, if you go to 11 total injuries and you're down to 17, 16 players who are all probably in the yellow at best, from Three like of those are goalkeepers, too. <laughs> Love that. We are yeah. the best athletes, but highly don't recommend putting <laughs> oh, us out in the field. Um, this is like a general th- – like a, it's just a, an easy decision, I think, for the club to say, here you go. You care about Cup? You get our dev squad. Oh, Enjoy. Uh, and by the way, win. <laughs> that's, that's, not a, that's not a good solution either because then you're putting the dev squad at risk, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, again, they're – well, because Brentford's had terrible outbreaks of COVID, yeah. even though they've done really aggressive campaigns to get their players vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, it, but I mean, then you're then you're risking younger players, you know, in in that type of situation. It's it's really bad. Uh, I will give Klopp some credit because, like, he uh, in his post game press conference after that calamity of a game against Spurs today, uh, he was like, "Look." I think a lot of people want to play, but the but the schedulers have to work with us. Like we can't we can't play a care we can't play two legs of a Carabao Cup semifinal right now. Like we like cut that down to one, move it to January. Like yeah. you know, let's take this week out. Like it doesn't make any sense. And if you do that, Chelsea are still gonna have to play a young squad. We're probably still gonna have to do call ups and stuff like that. And you know, it it will almost certainly be Brentford going to a uh, Carabao Cup final, which is, is good for them, whatever. But like, Dan, that to me is just like common sense. Like no, huh. nobody in their right mind needs two legs of Carabao Cup semifinal. Nobody. Well, you, you just hit the nail on the head. It's the common sense. The common sense does not factor in to this equation. And, and, you know, hopefully if we do postpone matches for a little bit and try to really just pause the further spread of covid allow players to get healthy and refresh and maybe we can make this an annual thing for the premier league where there would be a winter break where players can okay, okay. i know i know so progressive Damn, here tradition precedes your new fangled ass ideas no other league in the world runs their players to the bone like the premier league it is tradition sir yeah well i mean it's also i, I was thinking about this today because like it's clear that this is a financially motivated thing, right? Like the the TV rights, all the sponsorships, all everything. What I would love is I would love for the the for Carabao, right? Sponsor of the Carabao Cup to come out and say, "Look, we love this turn. We love the League Cup. We've sponsored it for a reason. We want the best 
for this tournament and we're going to work from a sponsorship situation. We're going to work with the league to make this as safe as possible. Like they would do themselves a world of good. Like it would be an incredible move. And to ensure it's the best possible product. Yeah. Like the product is, was garbage today. Yeah. And rightfully so. And understandably so. Like that's just like the, the Leeds match was a garbage game. It was terrible. Yeah. Awful. Like, the product when the product suffers you have to then make a decision and say like what are you going to do like it's not maybe this weekend but a following weekend or the weekend after like you could see people saying you know what like the football is terrible right now there's all these other factors that are impacting the game i don't want to watch it and then that like i think is the one thing that starts to get the reaction unfortunately from individuals who are capable of making these kind of scheduling decisions that would be beneficial for these players and these teams i mean tottenham had what like two and a half almost three weeks off now and it came out looking like a team that was rested they shock good. yeah shock i, I mean Conte's fitness sent off, but you know like uh that's that's neither here nor there um maybe if we pause for a little bit var can come back from uh its isolation period <laughs> and actually come back to support the league which would be great too well i mean and again you, you just made another point right how many calls did the Premier League refs miss this weekend? All of them. They missed every single fucking call that they could have made. And so did VAR. Do you think that the players are the only ones that are fatigued or anxious or nervous? Like, they, they're they a part of the, essentially part of the playing staff, too. They're on the pitch. Like, they're doing all this stuff as well. And they're already really, really, really bad at their jobs. So True. making... making them even more tired or anxious or whatever is not the, is not the move. So... Again, I know that we are we're not talking about Chelsea, and frankly, there just wasn't a whole lot to talk about today in terms of the match. But this is all super relevant to you know Dan and I were planning the you know the future pods this week uh, this weekend and trying to understand like oh what's the scenario if this happens or that happens, Brandon? And it appears that there is a come to Jesus meeting on Monday. That seems to be kind of what we're hearing um, specifically. Uh, David Ornstein tweeting that the Premier League clubs will discuss at Monday's emergency meeting whether to postpone a round of festive matches due to the brand new hashtag COVID-19 situation. Game week 20, which would be scheduled for the 28th, 29th, and 30th of December, most likely amid player welfare concerns. Any, yeah, anyways, with Adam Crafton, yada, yada. So we are potentially looking at to you know we have a care about cup fixture that most teams do not in between there as well um and they're looking at postponing these potentially i can't imagine there's too many premier league clubs they're gonna want to play the games so this is where i get a little bit confused dan because i know that the premier league chief executive works for the clubs I believe similar to like a Roger Goodell. He's essentially the number one employee for the NFL owners. The, he must be getting squeezed unbelievably hard by sky and BT and all their international partners, because like what other reason than like media money would there be to play these games right now when people are very easily distracted with family and holidays and other things potentially or if they're not, it's because shit is falling apart around them. Like if our friends in New York City 
sadly, the, it seems like the entire city there has COVID right now. Um, they're not worried about anything other than isolating and survival right now. So it just doesn't seem like on our priorities list, like remember when we were coming out of COVID the first time we thought, quote unquote, we're like, we need football to like bring the country back. None of that shit is important right now. <laughs> like that's not even a good excuse. Look, I, I think we've we've hammered it home at this point in our distaste for the way that this weekend was handled, the way player safety was deprioritized in favor of making sure a match was played at a set time to appease every corporate entity that was involved in the process and had fingers in the pie. I would say the one thing is we will learn a lot more between the time we've recorded this podcast and hopefully tomorrow in you know in general fashion of how we do this show because we're recording it late on a u.s time and it'll be dropped early on a uk time and there very might be cancellations or suspensions of of matches i think the only telling thing that was interesting to me in orstein's tweet was that it was they're considering postponing a round like one round of festive fixtures not multiple festive fixtures like a one to two week break but this one set of days like let's give like because that's gonna help um i don't know it's trying to take the smallest step possible but we we've hit it home we don't know what happens with brentford we don't know what happens with villa but nick you want to talk about politics role because you have people in your ats in your mentions oh yeah and and you want to you want to round on that before we we get out of here i do the only uh, bit of match talk (laughs) that i wanted to bring up today uh I was unaware that people did not know that Pulisic is not a center forward. He's, he's not, he's not a center forward. Um, I know that there are a lot of people who are looking for any excuse in the world to bag on him these days. They don't think that he's healthy enough. They don't think he's good enough, all this stuff. Right. And like I said to the world, like I, if you don't rate him for whatever reason, that's your prerogative. I think that there are plenty of players that I rate and and maybe don't rate as high. And like, that's just your personal preference. You know, that's like your opinion, man. Uh, Big Lebowski. So, um, so I don't care if you don't like him, but to look at the match today, to read the tea leaves of the match today and to come to the conclusion that Christian Pulisic didn't do enough is stupid and wrong. And to come to the opinion that uh, that he should have somehow scored from a difficult angle when he was being closed down and pushed uh, by the Wolves defender as he broke through, uh, he did everything he could do there. There was nothing else he could have done with that shot. He put it Saw far had post. A, had a really great game too. Yeah, he, I mean he was on it. Yeah, he 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 put it far post. Uh, there and the goalkeeper made a great save and I don't like to give goalkeepers any credit especially ones that I work with on a consistent basis I think they're horrible people but um but look Jose saw did a really good job today uh and Pulisic created with a run from deep the only chance of the game Chelsea's only shot on target so I, I mean be mad at the result be mad at the general performance be mad at the Premier League for having this match be mad that we had to play Christian Pulisic up top because we don't have another center forward. Uh, this was not his fault today. In fact, I would say that he played a lot better today than he did on Thursday. And that's not saying much because he's not a center forward. Give him the ball and let him run at people. That is his job. That's what he does best. 
he is not going to be a guy that holds possession or any of this stuff. So I, you know, just for the love of God, do with that what you will. I don't know. Connor, Connor Cody versus Christian Pulisic is not an ideal matchup. Uh, if nope. Christian's back is to goal, if his face, if he's facing goal, much, much better situation for sure. Um, you know, Saul has been a scapegoat. Pulisic has been a scapegoat. Zia has been a scapegoat. Um, there's definitely problems in the attack. But, you know, even Mason, who was Mr. Four and Four, again, phenomenal, wasn't there today. So a lot of different things just, again, didn't work. Who knows how these guys are doing mentally, like you said, absolutely worn down. The fact that they have to go play these games when they know, you know, that they might be the next one to be told that they're positive. Um, it's just a really shitty time right now. So uh, I think, you know, Tuchel even calling out a lot of uh, quote-unquote fans about their reaction to players, uh, specifically Sewell after the last match, you know, but it's just anyone else the next day. So, you know, take a page from Tuchel. If he's willing to back the players, I think we should as well in that sense. Uh, and speaking of backing the players, Dan, uh, you got a Dan of the match poll. Yeah, it's back. I, I couldn't go uh, multiple matches in a row without running one. It just uh, it's contractually obligated. And look, he came back, so you had to run it. But N'Golo Conte, uh, very much a winner on the day with 57.4%. Tiago Silva, O Tiago Silva with 37.7 with some incredible tackles dude just makes me feel like uh my 37 is not his 37 uh <laughs> other one at, uh at three ahead of antonio rudiger at 3.4 percent and i think people were also joking that like other is potentially a player we don't know about that could be named to the squad on wednesday uh, ollie glanville had a funny tweet i was looking at the mentions right now he says is other fit to play up top midweek yeah uh and then rudiger uh with with just under two percent so that, that that's your return to a dan of the match you're welcome i will say though Saul played a decent half of football you know yeah give him some credit you know i saw a lot of analysis on his performance but he was filling the holes that Jorginho would have filled. And Golokante was basically playing as a as a number 10 for most of the match because we were lived in their half the second the second half we just lived there. So I mean I for a guy that I I think we are all not super high on, I I was uh very happy that he came in and did a job for half. Like that that yeah. was that was helpful. Yeah. Uh, look, definitely some, some spots of positivity uh, on the day. I, I was watching the second half going like, what the f- is this? You know, Wolves just hunkered in super deep looking and then, you know, looking to play long in the break. And then uh, Triori comes on you like <laughs> what, whatever their goalkeeper's name is. Uh, wait, I can scroll up. It's in the script because Jose I'm saw. a professional. Saw. Freaking Triori had been on the field for 15 seconds, gets the ball, immediately punts it as far as he possibly can hoping to release the Kraken known as the speed demon. I'm like, my God, I'm back to like middle school, early high school soccer where it's like athleticism wins speed kills. And I was like, is this really happening in the Premier League right now? But it's like, well, if you got it, you might as well try it. Like, why not? So, well, it was, it was <laughs> yeah. also interesting too, though, that, uh, Reese James on him, yeah. him even one time. Yeah. That was a smart move from Tuchel because Aspie looked pretty gassed there at the end. <laughs> And uh, and I don't think that would have been the right matchup necessarily. Uh, so credit to Reese, who I could barely see for most of the second half due to the fog. He was somewhere in the mixer, oh. 
on the far side, but we think, yeah. How many, how many times did Chelsea pass the ball to a teammate and you go, where's the Who ball? Or you're like, wait, Oh, there's a player there. Uh, that was, that was a mind bender to watch. All right. So some of the other results from the, from the weekend Saturday, uh, Leeds losing to Arsenal one to four, uh, very limp, uh, results for them. Uh, pretty mm-hmm. tepid. On their part, people starting to call uh, Bielsa's credentials into question down there. Uh, and then on the Sunday, uh, Newcastle Man City, they kicked off literally three and a half minutes before us. So uh, they won 4 nothing. We drew nil-nil. And Liverpool Spurs was the 2-2 firecracker. But again, you're not really talking about beautiful football there. You're talking about how each team kicked the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one red card that should have been two. So uh, a lot of controversy and, and interesting you know, takes back and forth there. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The only person who lost this weekend is someone who cares about their fantasy Premier League team because no one fielded 11 players. Uh, that is for damn sure. And yeah. if anyone played your bench boost, you, you, you messed up. So, you did. uh, <laughs> top of the table, Man City, uh, with the six point lead over us right now on 44 points. They're actually now plus 35 on goal difference. They've tied Liverpool. So they've cut that goal difference down pretty quickly in the last three weeks. Uh, they're still undefeated in the last five. Liverpool's second. Uh, have played 18 matches just like us in, in City. Uh, 41 points. So they're three points behind the leader. Same goal difference. Uh, then Chelsea uh, on 38 points. Also 18 matches played. Uh, plus 27 goal difference. So not terrible, but we're definitely starting to lose uh, that ground as well. And oddly, Arsenal in fourth on 32 points. That's six points, right? So six points to fourth place Arsenal, six points to table leaders Manchester City. It's not really a place that I want to be, um, but they're starting to create separation. West Ham are down to 28 points. United, 27. Spurs in seventh, 26. And Wolves in eighth on 25th. Uh, so the big loser so far this season looks like it's going to be Leicester City uh, as we have some of us hit the half, uh, almost hit the halfway mark of the season. Others only about the third way mark. So <laughs> we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, Burnley in 18th place, 11 points, but they've only played 15. Newcastle, 19 points. They've played all 18 matches on 10 points. So that's bad for them. North City in 20th, uh, but they've only played 17 matches on 10 points. So one win could catapult them out of the the bottom three if they no. catch up so no just 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 ship it just just fax this one in this is agreed should go down done Ag- like just agreed. let this be isolated <laughs> this is, i mean leads are who should go leads are down in 16th right they're only at 16 points this is leads who i guess we thought were going to be competitive they they're doing way worse than last season and then watford they're just happy to be alive you know, they're, they're just, they're just happy to be in the Premier League if they can. So, uh, not, not great stuff, uh, from any of that group. So I don't, I don't know, gentlemen, anything you want to talk about from the results of the table right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, Tottenham and Burnley are three matches behind everybody. So when I talk about the competitive problem that the Premier League has, sure. None of these teams are, you know, playing a whole lot of extra matches this year in in Champions League or whatever competitions, but it's if you have a team that's three or two matches behind the rest, it is <laughs> it is just not. It, again, it's just a competitive disadvantage for them and for us. 
you know, we had to gut it out in difficult circumstances because of reasons. Uh, and, and, you know, Antonio Conte said, I'm not telling you it was a picnic that they had two weeks off because of COVID and snow and a bunch of shit, but like, boy, did, you know, like you said earlier, they look fresh, they look good today. And, you know, what, what could a two week break do for this Chelsea team? My God. <laughs> I think the biggest, um, takeaway from this table is given the now little bit of gap that's built up between Chelsea and Liverpool and Chelsea versus City is those two games against those two teams are have trended from the draw to mitigate to essential wins. You know, typically you can get away with maybe not beating other top six teams if you take care of business against the remainder of the other teams, which we have not done in uh, the fashion we need to. And so it's turning those fixtures, you know, because if you end up winning that, like you win versus Liverpool, you know, you go from 38 to 41 and now you're level again. And so you can make back up some of that ground. But that the that's probably the one. City <laughs> are winning concerned. the league. They're, City are winning the league. Okay. Like, if you just look at them, if you look at their squad depth, if you look at how they're playing right now, even without a recognized center forward uh, by choice, <laughs> um, they are still, I think, just the class of the Premier League. And and I, I thought Liverpool would win the league this year. I predicted that. I don't think they have enough juice. Uh, you know, I think they're going to miss Robertson now for a couple of matches whenever those are played. I don't think they have the juice to, to keep up. They're going to lose Salah for, for AFCON. Uh, it is not going to be a great time for them, I don't think. And for those who are worried about Arsenal, Arsenal have not beat a good team. Or no, they beat one good team. That's it. That That is not a real contender for a top four. They will drop out at some point. They look okay right now. They're beating up on poor little leads and, you know, all this stuff. They're not. They're not for real. They uh, beat the shit out of West Ham. Um, uh, yep. The, oh, they beat Leicester City, which on paper looks better, but you look, or should be better, but it's not. Um, yeah, I don't really see anything here. So um, they're they're gonna have a, a tough run where they play Man City, uh, Tottenham, um, and then yeah, they still have a plenty of big matches. So we'll have to see. But there's 13 matches. I was on the Premier League app. There's 13 matches. Uh, that need to be replayed. So uh, quite a bit needs to happen yet before the season ends. So expect expect some shenanigans to happen. Hopefully the Premier League just don't ruin this for everybody and make it the worst. But uh, yeah, got to juggle AFCON, got to juggle Club World Cup. Uh, it's not going to be an easy two weeks. So the Premier League can either make it easier on their teams or they can make it harder. So we'll see. Um, but that's going to wrap us up. Hit us up on social media if you have any questions. Obviously, Discord. Through our Patreon is the best way to get involved in, in discourse with our community. So uh, check it out. But it's going to wrap us up. we got a five-pod week this week. So plenty of content. Uh, maybe bank a couple if you're going to have a long um, you know, holiday trek home or wherever it may be to loved ones and friends. Uh, but just remember to stay safe. Uh, you know, Vaccination is by far and away the best way to stay safe. So please take care of yourself and the ones closest to you in your life. So anyways, that's going to wrap us up, Chelsea fans. So until next time, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.